Hey guys, and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Heike Adulting. It's your host, Jada Jones. Today, I have my first lovely guest coming back to the podcast. It's Miss Miranda McKeon. She is an actress um, most known for her role in Annie with an E. She recently got diagnosed with breast cancer back in 2021, so this episode is going to be an episode that is talking about both of our chronic illnesses. If you guys don't know me, I just did an episode on what I'm currently going through, which is topical steroid withdrawal. Um, Unfortunately, as of the past three days, I actually have kind of relapsed into another flare, so I am not doing too hot. (laughs) I don't even know how I'm on the mic right now, but I wanted to give you guys a candid, honest uh, update, and especially because of how inspiring this episode is, I want you guys to just listen to our resilience, and again, you don't have to be going through something completely tragic in order to start being grateful for life. We just wanted to share the mic, have a great time, and I hope I will be better for a possible upload next week. I don't know what that looks like right now, so I'll keep you guys updated on Instagram. But I also have a giveaway going on in my last episode, so if you guys didn't listen to that and want to enter, go ahead, and I'm looking forward to picking a winner next week. I think that's all of the updates for now. Thank you guys so much for listening and i hope you guys enjoy this lovely episode with miranda and i hello guys and welcome to today's episode today we have miss miranda mckeon hello hello how are you yay yay such a pleasure to be on here um i've been following you for a while and following your story and I'm so honored and excited to be on this episode with you. Stop it. Likewise, I literally, I reached out via voice memo because that's the most efficient way to communicate. Um, and I was like, girl, you have to be on my podcast. You have to be the first guest. And she was like, yes. And I was like, yes. And then the stars aligned. <laughs> Today we are here finally recording um, on this lovely Saturday morning. So yeah, today we're going to get into a lot of fun convos. Um just an introduction go ahead introduce yourself to the podcast tell us a little bit about you my name is miranda mckeon i am 20 years old i go to school at the university of southern california in los angeles Um, so i live out here but i'm originally from new jersey i'm an actress a writer and i guess i'm increasingly an internet person now Um, oh yeah she's an influencer She's an influencer. (laughs) Uh, The story that I think we'll be talking about most on here today and um, what I have been talking about a lot recently is my story with breast cancer. So I was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer last summer in June when I was 19, which is just super random and crazy. But um, a brief overview of that. I was diagnosed. Um, I froze my eggs. I went through eight rounds of chemo, lost all my hair. Um, I had a double mastectomy and reconstruction. And then I had 25 rounds of radiation and I'm now in remission, but it's not that simple, I guess. And I think we'll get into that. Um, yes. It's so crazy yeah. how like once we're diagnosed with these chronic illnesses, like you just your life flips upside down and then you're like forced to put it in a bio when it's just like that's not what encompasses it at all like there's so much to it like you definitely feel that um I guess I'll tell you guys a little bit about me if you guys don't know me if you guys are new um I'm currently going through a chronic illness called 
topical steroid withdrawal. It stems from eczema, but it's not caused by eczema at all. It's actually not eczema at all. Um, it's actually a result of treatment. I-A-T-R-O-G-E-N-I-C. Don't know how to pronounce it. Forgot. Um, but it's basically a disease that's caused by the cure of something, which is the cure that the dermatologist prescribed, which is the topical steroids that you apply onto your skin. It looks like ointment. Um, and now that my skin is going through like a withdrawal process, I stopped using it. Um, my skin has done some really, really crazy things. I have an episode right before this episode that came out earlier this week. If you guys want to hear more about that, because that's, that's a whole episode in itself. But today I think we're just going to be focusing more on how we've dealt with our chronic illnesses, um, and how we're still pursuing our passions and still pushing through life and yeah, just going through our obstacles here. So, um, yeah, thanks again for being on. I'm so excited to dive into this. I know you do, um, mental health checks. So, um, that's, that's your brand. Let's, let's do a mental health check. How are you doing? Mental health check. This question is always so simple and yet so complicated. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my mental health right now is actually feeling pretty great. I think um, I, anytime I experience low lows, which has been so many times in the past um, year or more than a year, I guess, um, I also have to remind myself that whatever goes down comes up as well. And I find myself sometimes experiencing these really crazy highs, like just insane gratitude moments where I'll be in a car with my friends and I just feel my heart like bursting at a time that doesn't seem appropriate or aligned with what's happening in reality. Um, But I've been having a lot of those recently, which has uh, been amazing. And yeah, I think we have this tendency with mental health to like think about like whatever my mental health check-in at the moment is, I kind of think in my head, like underlyingly that that's how my mental health is going to be forever. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I think, I mean, this is a personal experience, but whenever I'm down, I'm like, Oh shoot. Like this is how my life is now. And whenever I'm up, I'm like, what could bring me down? Yes. Yeah. I realize that it's just an ebb and a flow. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's that's so valid. I feel like especially yeah, when you go through something so life-changing like that, it's just like you're sitting in that moment. Like you're almost more in the moment than you are when life was like normal because you're focusing on like every ounce of pain, you're focusing on every like appointment, every moment of stillness that you have when you're just like in like literal like dire pain, you know? And it's like so that's why you kind of appreciate those moments so much more when they're either really good or when they're bad you just like sink into that because you almost know what it feels like to be in that state again it almost like pops you right back to where you were um I feel like one thing that I've really been focusing on oddly enough is like meditation I really like grounded myself during the CSW process like when your body is literally like burning on fire like 24 7 and like itching and like you literally you feel like you're trapped in your skin like I don't know how to explain it but like you almost have to focus on this sense of like neutrality like I they have this like podcast episode I listen I'm, I'm a calm fan calm sponsor us um love calm so much and they're they always have like an episode here and there where they talk about like 
having neutral feelings versus like trying to aim for the super high like high or like having the super low low and also just kind of having your emotions like pass by like clouds you know like I you probably heard that before it's like don't give into your emotions your emotions aren't you like let them pass like a cloud you know and it's like you just kind of got to remember that it's not gonna be there forever and like I think focusing on being neutral relieves the pressure of like having to feel super happy or having to feel super down and just like trying to aim for that middle ground you know yeah I even think like rewriting the connotations that we associate with these certain emotions like the fact that we think that happy is good and sad is bad anger is bad loneliness is bad like Mm -hmm. That's really not true. And I think it can, reframing our mindset around our associations with certain emotions can make life a whole lot easier. Like, I am sad. That's okay. That's Mm -hmm. fine. That's what I'm experiencing. So, so deep. And like, it's so by person, like we're all not the same. And like the things that we perceive and the things that we react to are like, so different varied by just whatever you're going through so I'm so glad that you gave us a little mental health check um I guess I'll do a little one I'm I guess I'm in this place where now I'm back in LA um like beforehand it's almost like it's almost like I never went home so I went home for two months back to North Carolina to like heal with my family and like while I was there I healed like at an expedited pace it almost scared me so much because CSW like technically like the quote-unquote average like healing time is like two years long so it's like you're going through this for two long years it'll be over at some point but like some people have it way longer some people can have it shorter but like the average is about two years and it's so hard to hear that average like statistic you know and like see your body getting better and being like oh it's just gonna get bad again and so got back to LA and I think there's something just the smog the air quality we know how it is here uh, not so great um my skin has definitely been like flaring up more and it's been scaring me because like it just took me back to when I was like three months ago like bedridden like sitting in my bed like it's just so scary and like in my studio apartment it's like I just feel like trapped you know and then I'm and then I'm trying to figure out like what work am I trying to do and dive back into and like I definitely wanted to start my podcast again but like I need reminders from my partner as well as from my family that like Jada you don't have to be at your 100% dude like you are not you're not there yet and so it's very unrealistic for you to try and throw yourself back into all this stuff because like you think you're normal again like I'm still healing and it sucks because like you know when you almost show strength I don't know if you can relate to this but like showing strength on the internet almost like it's almost like the people in your life are kind of like quote unquote expecting you to be your 100. So it's like, I have friends reaching out being like, Oh my God, I would love to see you. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. But it's like, I'm not ready for that. You know? And like, it sucks because it's like, you really do have to prioritize yourself in these moments and like, like check in with yourself. That's all check in. Um, and be like, what can I hold in my space right now? And it's not to take any offense to any of the people in my life, but it's like, what, what can I put in my calendar and what, what things can I schedule out for myself that like make me actually feel good and like like my sense of normal for what my body can handle you know absolutely I resonate with so much of that um oh it's tough I think it's it's hard um anytime you feel like you're you're gaining more health or gaining more freedom and and yet others expect us and we expect ourselves to be at a point that sometimes we're just not at. I'm finding yeah. that like it in a similar vein, like a lot of my, like I've gotten comments from people who are close to me in a way mm-hmm. that 
feels isolating at times of them being like, oh, but you're like in remission. You're good now. Yeah. Like, come on. Like you, one of my friends one time was like, you have no excuse to not go out. Like you're good now. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and you're like, hello. Baby. Yeah. I was like, you just are not, not a little correct. out of touch here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because it's also crazy with like, I mean, this is another topic in itself, but like physical experience physical appearance like if you present one way or if your illness shows then people think of your capabilities in a certain way and if yes. it doesn't show that's the same result and so um I've it's been a huge thing for me navigating like I guess return returning back to normal life isn't like a great way to put it because I mm-hmm. firmly believe that like my life is completely altered like there's no going back which just sucks like there's so much grieving there um but returning back to normal life and figuring out like what am I capable of what is my new normal um Mm -hmm. and I have a tendency to constantly push myself further than I'm able to go and then I have like these breakdown resets where I'm like all right there's my limit let's Mm -hmm. peel it back a little bit um yeah but it's just oh it's frustrating because yeah. you want to be able to do everything and maybe yeah. you were able to do everything and right. it's just like it's tough it's just yes it is it is and like again everything that you mentioned it's so crazy like the parallels like we have two completely different like you know things that we're going through yet yeah. we had the exact same like breakthroughs and experiences and feelings and it's funny that you were talking about physical appearance because like mine is plastered all over my body it's like that's something that you can visually see so it's like to me it's a constant visual reminder every day so it's like I can see if my body's getting better and I'm like oh this means I should be able to go out but all the stuff that's hidden inside like the body changing temperature like the like the itching like everything is still inside and like even almost like the social anxiety that I'm now developed like never had social anxiety in my entire life but like definitely going through tsw when you can't like recognize yourself in the mirror it's like who the fuck am i bro like you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like i don't know who that is yet like this is like like you said like you're completely altered you're a completely new person and i genuinely have become a completely different person even within the span of like three four or five months that i've been going through this and it's like it's so crazy how like now i empathize so much more with others who are going through other chronic illnesses that like I will never be able to understand you know right and how yeah I feel like it gives you an understanding that like everyone has their own shit going on whether it's like behind the scenes and you can't see it or if they wear it like on their sleeve is that yeah 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 no I Um, think so like even like going like in school and stuff and people who struggled with like depression anxiety like all the things and like I'm assuming that all of those things also just come to you when you're dealing with other chronic illnesses like I didn't think that that it would affect like I thought it would affect my like my physical like outer like body more than it would my mental because it's like I'm strong I know I can get through anything like I think prior to this I've never struggled with any kind of confidence issues like nothing I'd always been like empowering telling everyone else like go be who you are like all the things and then when you go through this and like your body is literally not quote unquote who you think you are. You literally have an existential crisis. You're like, who am I? You know? And you probably had felt the same thing, whether if it's with your hair or just like seeing yourself in, you know, in, um, what's it called? Um, like nurse, nurse, what do you call that? Scrubs, scrubs, 
scrubs do you call it scrubs yeah Yeah. like scrubs like in you know in your appointments and things it's like who am I like this isn't the outfits that I usually wear like what are these appointments like who are these people that are now in my life like checking in on me like I I remember that post that you did I scrolled down all the way about like you talking about like you reclaiming your body back and like how your body was kind of like turned to science and it's almost like the same thing for for me I feel the same way because like TSW is such an undiscovered not undiscovered an unresearched disease that's like now starting to take over a lot of people because a lot of people don't realize that they're going through it and because like no one really knows what's going on it's almost like you have to self-diagnose everything and see if everything is okay with you and it's like when there's no textbooks or like not enough information on the internet to like regulate yourself and see what's right or wrong your body is going to science you know what I'm saying and it's like you're basically trying to figure out with everybody else like what is this you know and you probably know what that feels like to just like and then at that point it's not it's not even you anymore you're just trying to figure out what's going on with this quote-unquote issue that's going on with your body and it's like who am I and then then you have to ask yourself all those questions so I feel like I guess going back to the mental health check like I feel like now I'm in the place where it's like I'm back need to focus on how I'm moving forward from here in a way that like gives myself grace that gives the people around me grace because like I don't want to I don't want to come back and like tell everyone that I'm going to be there for them when like I just can't like I can't right now you know and like when I'm at my 100% I will be but right now I can't so I feel like that's where I am right now I'm not necessarily in a bad place not necessarily in a good place almost aiming for like the neutrality that I was talking about earlier yeah yeah Mm. I I really respect that and I think like so much of the conversation around grace sticks out and I think no matter like who you are or what your story is, I feel like we can all give ourselves more grace. Yeah. Like I said, like everyone has their shit going on, whether you see it or not. And so, yeah, but it's, it's a difficult thing when I think a lot of us hold ourselves to these high standards of like exceptionalism and all of this. Yeah. Agreed. And like, we're also in the industry where we're constantly like forced to be better for ourselves. Like, it's not like we have these like deadlines that we turn in things at work. Like we're creatives, like being a creative and going through this stuff is no joke because you literally are like, how much work can I do? Because it's depending on what you put on yourself, honestly. Yeah, right. No, it so is. So it takes that like, argument of like, what, how much can I do? And it applies it to everything in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, totally I want to interject in saying that we had a conversation yesterday and we were um, like talking about, I don't know, like what we might talk about on the pod. And when you right. brought up chronic illnesses in my head, I immediately I just like hadn't done like actual research research, but I had an association in my head that chronic illnesses was an illness that like is for is guaranteed to be forever and mm-hmm. I think a lot of I literally have the definite like google definition up in front of me but yeah read it go for it yeah. or defined broadly as conditions that last one year or more and require ongoing medical attention or limit activities of daily living or both yeah so yeah. I didn't know that I guess I technically have a chronic illness yeah yeah Yeah, it's so crazy because I didn't think I did either. I was like, well, I mean, yes, I'm struggling. Like for, I I feel like anything that's just like long-term that you have to keep up with like 24 seven and like upkeep essentially, like that's a chronic illness. And it's it's so funny because it's like, I, I hate almost like labeling it as that because I'm like, oh, 
like am I just sick like you know like I just like I don't like feeling that and obviously you probably don't either but then it's like almost like that term almost gives me the grace to be like Jada you do have that so it's like it's okay and like even chronic illness can can span through depression and mental health as well like that's stuff that are chronic illnesses and it's like people don't like I see it all the time like on even like job hires and stuff like that they're like oh like if you need what's it called like accommodations or whatever if you have like any of these chronic illnesses or like etc it's like that's what applies to all of that stuff like it applies to everything and like never thought about that either until I like listen to lots of podcasts and other people with their TSW stories other people with all of their other chronic illnesses and being like what actually is this and the fact that that made you think about it as well like that's that's very interesting I'm, I'm happy yeah, to it was, it up. <laughs> I know yeah. I was like I was in shock I don't know I guess I had like a lot of thoughts running through my head and then I was like wait this label actually doesn't change anything about what I'm dealing None. with like, not at all defined it as a chronic illness without putting that label on it mm-hmm. and then I was thinking like yeah, more in the realm of like depression or anxiety. I was like, I feel like the the baggage that I've collected from having this experience with cancer, I was like, that is a chronic illness. Like that's yes, no, something I'm now like dealing with for forever, which it is. Yes, it literally it is. is like the mental health repercussions of my health status, like that is probably defined as a chronic yes. illness yes in um, itself seriously like it's almost like two completely separate experiences so you're going through this physical like change this, these physical uh things that are happening to you and then you're also experiencing the, the mental health battle of it all and like keeping that in check is not easy like it really isn't so the fact that like you're able to like we're, we're both able to sit here and be like how am i feeling right now and like assess that and like again give ourselves the grace to just like be whatever we are right now like that's great. That's awesome. And like, we don't really have to put it in any categories. It's just let it be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I do think sometimes I wish I had this like magical (laughs) excuse, which like in a way, like all of us should have, I don't know if an excuse is the right word, but like, Mm -hmm. and this also like intertwines, like in the cancer community, there's a, there's a term called like the cancer card. Like, Mm. oh, you can pull the cancer card or I've had like women who I've experienced breast cancer before me or just anyone really been like you have a cancer card now like you can use it for the rest of your life like that is your card that's your magical wand (laughs) you get to use it whenever you want but there's like this in it like I know I have it and all of us have it like Mm -hmm. it should be enough for us to say like having a day can't respond Mm -hmm. I know can't go to this like it, it shouldn't be dependent on some like life-threatening crazy right exactly we should all just have one but then there's also like I think a a guilt that comes with like I don't ever want to say like oh cancer card because it's like yeah yeah we rely on agreed as humans it should be enough just Mm to just take a second for yourself yeah today because no for real that's like we just should we just should we are yeah I had to literally sit myself down like at the very beginning of TSW like when I saw my body starting to flare up I just assumed again it was just like extreme eczema it definitely wasn't um but like even when I was going through that I was like I'm okay I'm okay I'm fine I can keep going and then like it took literally like the day that I like started being bedridden from this to be like I'm taking a day hello girl like you had so many things like so many different times and points where 
you could have just like thrown the flag in and been like I'm not doing it right now like I can't you know and there's something like you said like there's almost this guilt that comes with like not doing your work and like not like because again us as humans we tend to like defend define ourselves by the work that we do so like when you're not doing your work who are you and like it really took me sitting down with myself and being like Jada you were about to burn yourself out anyway like I had a million different things going on that I couldn't even handle and almost when TSW started and I started being bedridden I was almost like thank you universe yes I'm in like fucking hell right now and like my body is burning and hurting so much but thank you I can bed rest and like I mean watch TV for 10 hours a day and just sit there and like let my body heal like that's so crazy that like it takes that amount like you said like this life-threatening like I need to like be still for so long in order for for us to like tell ourselves to give us a break and so like now going back into work and like you know starting my podcast up again and doing all this stuff again it's like I really have to almost like do more mental health checks do more check-ins with myself to be like this is okay like yesterday I was supposed to record my intro for the the episode before so but I actually candidly haven't even recorded that yet I'm doing that after this episode because like I just could not yesterday like I couldn't so I knew we had this scheduled so I was like Jada do this today and then do your episode right afterward I mean it's gonna end up going up at the same time anyway but like give yourself grace like do what you have to do in order to like move forward and like let yourself do that it's okay if it was on the calendar and it has to be postponed like you're not really letting yourself down you know and it's like you just have to remind yourself all these things and like be almost your own biggest cheerleader otherwise you will like drive yourself into a hole (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely and and like we were talking about about like being able to like wave that flag I guess we were talking about it in more of like an external sense like signaling signaling to others that we need Mm -hmm. time off I think like we wouldn't have to do that as much if we to ourselves let ourselves have that day and it's also common with I think I mean obviously we only know what we know so I know the realm of like the cancer community better than um Mm -hmm other things yeah (laughs) Um, Yeah. but I know it's common within the cancer community to like after you're out of treatment like to almost miss treatment like Mm. there's a certain like lifestyle and routine and support that comes with being in active treatment and then once you're gone or once you're out of it like there's I mean obviously like as it as it naturally should but a lot of the support system will like dissipate and um Meanwhile, you're still dealing with these things that can feel almost more difficult in a way. Mm -hmm. And I think letting ourselves and allowing ourselves to just like step back into that like hole in that in a way, a part of it feels a little cozy, Mm -hmm. but letting ourselves step back into our like cozy space and just take however long we need. It's like, that's the, that's the first thing we should do, which Agreed. feels unproductive and it feels yeah lazy and it feels yes it feels vulnerable but yeah. um we also aren't meant to be working machines dot 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 like literally yeah. we're not meant to be that and like why did it take literally being forced by the universe to go through tsw in order for me to realize that i don't know but like that like and then now it makes me like look at all my other friends who are going through their own like personal battles, their own other mental health struggles, physical struggles that they're going through. And it's like, they're pushing through on these limits that like, like 
you're just like going above the limit every single day and like to some like that's admirable but like to me it's not anymore I'm like take care of yourself babe (laughs) like like at this point get some water eat some food something because like at this point we're not we're, we're, we're not supposed to be working machines we're supposed to be able to like regenerate and reset and like be able to be still and like I truthfully haven't had like a moment of stillness like stillness stillness until this experience I realized that this was like my first time where I'd ever had to like be still and like be okay with being still and yeah and then when you're still there's so much that comes with that just with all the thoughts that you have because you're not being able to like not being able to do anything else forces you to be in your head because that's all you've got like you're just thoughts like you know you can probably relate to that as well like when you're just still it's like okay what's going on what is the world there was so much going on when I was bedridden and I felt so helpless because like all the Roe v Wade stuff happened like everything happened this summer when I was in bed and like yes I wanted to go do this and advocate for this and post this and whatever but like I couldn't even go on my phone I couldn't move my freaking fingers bro like I like the fact that I can move my hands now is ridiculous because like three months ago I couldn't you know and like it's so crazy that like it literally again took the universe like forcing me to be fully still to like come to terms with all these things and like unhealthy like unhealthy mental mindsets about work that I had before like that I thought were like admirable because everyone thought that I was working 12 hours a day and like doing this and that and the YouTube channel and the podcast and this and that like it was just a lot and like that's not something that I ever want to be able to just like handle again and to be like I'm okay (laughs) like you know Yeah, absolutely. I think um, my confrontation with stillness as well, I don't think I, I don't think it was the stillness itself that like left me with room to think about what I wanted my life to look like. Because I think the stillness was more like managing stillness, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like the times where I had to get like, really still my mental health almost got worse, if that makes sense, because I feel like it was like, Same. once you're, once you're still, you have to confront this massive closet deal that you have to just clean. And yeah. It's like a big, deep clean, <laughs> like a spring cleaning yeah. for your brain and body. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, stillness so is the key to like a closet clean out but as we know like the closets just get more cluttered and then you clean them up and they look pristine and you're like okay now that it looks good I'm gonna keep it this way because I know where my pants go and I know how to hang up my shirts in this order and then like a week later you're like why is it a mess again yeah yeah a, a metaphor for mental health in a way but um speaking more on career and yeah let's dive into that (laughs) I think it was like less the stillness and more just like the confrontation with life like the lifespan life-threatening illness like that very real feeling of like right ooh, like I could have died and I still can die and we're all gonna die and it, I oh my gosh so many thoughts in my head. I yes. don't know how as humans I mean I know how but like I think it's wild that we have like one truth or like two maybe one is that, that we, we yeah. were born 
That's something. We are alive. And two is that we're going to die. And that's the only thing that we know for certain. And yet people just dance and skip around the fact that we're going to die like it's not the only thing we know as humans because we're all so like there are just so many associations with it and I'm working I don't know I have a weird relationship with death but I'm working on it in that like Mm. I feel like I'm like closer to it or more likely to die than other people and yet Mm. I'm not at all so I'm And the times where I feel like I'm most confronted by death or um, feel closest to it are also, like, the most magical, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, And so that's a whole other route, but I'm trying to keep my brain on on one track at a time. But... um, (laughs) Speaking of, like, career and work, like I was saying, um, I think my experience with cancer, confrontation with death, whatever you want to call it, um, totally rerouted the way that I looked at my life. I think um, I'm also, like, at a classic stereotypical phase where everyone's in college deciding what they want to do working for what they want to do um yet nobody knows and we can redefine ourselves a hundred million times but I think as I've been asking myself these questions over the past like four eight years whatever I felt so stuck in like I felt so stuck in like the the track that I was put on in that like I think I was told that I needed to have like a practical nine to five Mm -hmm. job where I had a consistent income and Mm -hmm. felt stability. And that was something that like I was told so many times that I reproduced it in my head. And after this past year, oh my gosh, I don't think I'm ever going to work a nine to five. I don't think (laughs) I'm ever going to be behind a desk unless it's Mm -hmm. like a desk that I want that I've decorated myself and it I don't know like you could I feel like I'm on my own self-made path now I'd say I'm on a much more entrepreneurial route Mm -hmm. which is terrifying and also super exciting so scary yeah but so rewarding yeah so rewarding and I feel like I've had it's I feel like I've found like freedom and choice in that um Mm-hmm. And it's been amazing. Like I, I, I sit here now and I'm like, wow, first of all, I'm already doing what I want to be doing. Second of all, mm-hmm. I can just now follow my passions for the rest of my life. And that's enough. That's not frilly. Yeah. That's not lazy. That's not, I mean, it's, it's privileged in some way. It's not privileged in some ways, but like that's, everyone should be able to do that. And I know yeah. there's a side to get so stuck in like, you have to we do, do this. we get stuck we get stuck in our cycles I everything that you just said I'm just like absorbing because it just yeah like it's so interesting that like the dynamics between a life-threatening condition and one that's not because I know that mine is going to end someday so I think that was one thing that I struggled with so much at the beginning too because I like I just empathize so much with people who are going through cancer who are going through other things that like they're diagnosed with and it's it's their life and like 
even though that my pain is just like at a 124 7 it's going to end at some point so like what can I do in that time to push through the pain and like express gratitude and like keep going with resilience but like allow myself to feel the pain Mm -hmm. like that's that's very interesting to me because it's like why does it have to take that why does it have to again like why does it have to take this in order to figure it out but also I think there's so much beauty in that like you said like what goes down what's come up like all those things you know so it's like going down it must come up at some point so like is it the revelation that we're experiencing that's like life is temporary like what what do we do in this meantime to like provide our art our work whatever um be there for the people that love us and likewise vice versa it's like what do we do on this planet in the time that we have just to enjoy just to enjoy whatever this thing of life is you know um and I think the fact that you're doing everything that you want to do now is so empowering and I want everyone to like literally take a little page out of Miss Miranda's book because like it's true like again don't let it take don't let it take some life-threatening like thing in order for you to like take your life into your own hands you know um and I think you are able you practice gratitude and resilience so so well I'm not sure if you think that you do but like you definitely do (laughs) um I think I want to touch a bit more on that and just like was there a key moment in in your experience where you were like your brain turned because I, I feel like for me, I definitely know that there was a point where it was just down, down, down all the negative thoughts, like nothing. I've never been so negative in my life when, when this started happening to me, cause I didn't know when it was going to end. I didn't know what was happening to my body. I didn't know if it was normal. I didn't know anything. And then there was a moment where I went to acupuncture and this was a point where my body was still getting so, so bad. And like, I remember them like telling me, like, it was almost like, my body is transforming and it's and it's ridding all of these toxins and it's literally regenerating new skin and watching my skin like heal like physically it was so empowering because on those days when it looked its worst it did not look like it was ever going to go up from there so like I remember being like I'm a butterfly I am transforming you're good you're good it doesn't affect it doesn't affect my audio it's fine um like I'm transforming I'm a butterfly like that was the first thought that I had and I remember like changed everything for me so I was wondering if there was any like any point in your experience where that changed for you and you were like resilience gratitude like this is this is where we go from here yeah um I have had a relationship with gratitude and resilience I think for probably like three years now like going strong yeah like probably three years um and I started out when I first entered college which I'm a junior now so coming in was freshman year and um I started gratitude practice just writing down small things throughout the day big things I had a lot in there before I was diagnosed of being grateful for my health so that was cool um And I think that booted me up so that when I was diagnosed, like, I think I started out really strong. I think I started out with this, like, it was like this go time mentality. And like, I was, I, I felt grateful for everything that was coming my way, even though like, I didn't know what it was. And then I think as, um, I think the hair loss, honestly, just like really, kicked me while I was down I think that was probably one of the hardest uh, most like pertinent things Mm -hmm. that was super difficult about um 
my experience, but I think I slowly started to lose momentum and I fell out of my gratitude practice and that's completely fine. Like I, I definitely had things to be grateful for and, um, I'm sure I, I journaled some of that, but like, honestly, life just like, woo, I was, Hmm. I was down. Um, and I think now I've gotten back into it and I'm still trying to get back into it, but I still, I don't know if I'm like articulating this well, because I haven't really thought about it. And I also like my relationship is a little bit mixed, but I struggle with like the languaging around talking about gratitude and the gifts that have come out of my experience because Mm. I think I'm trying to make like like a cultural change even within the people that I immediately talk to of like Mm -hmm. this idea of correlation versus causation like yeah my my cancer experience and this immense lively beautiful gifts that have come out of it like it's it's correlated it's not caused and I try and Mm -hmm. stay so like I try and be so careful about like toxic positivity or like yes yeah exactly honestly when people are like same oh but like but like look what you gained from this or like Mm -hmm. look how like this this changed your career, this changed your mindset. Like you've gotten so many amazing things. Like it taught you lessons. And I'm like, what the fuck? No, yeah, like, no. I didn't need lessons to be thought. I don't want anyone to ever justify their pain with like things that they got out of it. Like I want everyone to know that like you don't need a life-threatening illness or a chronic disease or any of this stuff to make you gain appreciation, to gain perspective, to change your life. Like, you don't, you don't need pain to cause beauty and beauty can come from your mind alone and from mindset shifts and all of this stuff. And so I have had insane shifts in my life. I feel so alive, so awake at certain times. Um, so awake at certain times, like I do feel like there has been an insane, um, an insane amount of beauty that has come into my life. It's hard to even describe in the same Mm. ways that lows have been so low. And I feel like I can't articulate them to others as well as I could. Highs have been so high that like, I also equally have a tough time describing them. Um, Mm. and, and and that is true. And that is a fact. And also I want people to be mindful that like, there's, there's certain phrases and certain languaging we talk about to kind of like justify these hard experiences in our life. And they need no justification. Like, yeah, that's so important. Should have happened to you. Like cancer never should have happened to me. We didn't need it. Mm -hmm. It's not like a a trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm so glad that you bring that up because that those are honestly words that I candidly needed to hear. I think that going through something like this, like I've always been like the person that's like motivated, doing this, 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 and like knows kind of the answer to everything or will find some way to provide an answer to something. And when this happened to me, I was 
my first thing was let's find an answer for it so literally i was like this is happening to me for a reason like i'm i'm going through this for a reason and it's like no no girl i didn't need this i i think i was practicing gratitude and doing all the things that i was doing before in a great way i think it's taught me lessons that i wouldn't have known and genuinely um for this experience like personally i wouldn't have had it any other way i i'm glad that the steroids are out of my body and i'm not using that anymore to heal but all the stuff that comes with that it's like you're walking through hell and you just you just have to keep going when you're literally going through physical hell it's like how do you keep going and and the toxic positive positivity isn't the thing that's going to help me do that it's going to have to come from a really deep place of like letting myself wail and have these deep guttural cries and screams because like that's that's what it was for me you know and like those are things that some people will never ever see like my partner is truly the only person that I feel has seen me at my lowest 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 point and that's an experience that we share that like I I know so many other people who are going through their own versions of TSW are also experiencing and it's like it's almost like that bond has been created and like there's that form of human connection that I never knew existed and then now it makes me think of everyone else who's going through their own things like that's an experience that they can relate only when you go through that so I think it's made me a more empathetic person and I'm so happy that like there are some of these lessons that come through it but those again are words that I genuinely needed to hear so thank you (laughs) yeah what I do think it is like whatever you need at the time I think there are certain times where I've leaned on like every I don't know everything happens for a reason but like sometimes you just need to hear that and that's yeah. what you need to do today. And that's your little daily dose of medicine. And that's amazing. Um, I think generally I'm trying to figure out my like relationship and how to articulate um, some of my more complex feelings around these phrases. I feel like when I was diagnosed, I got this like book of like things that people say to you and it's like top 10 most common. I could just like recite. And, and while I have so much criticism of them, when I experience, when I am confronted with someone else going through a hard thing, like that's where my brain goes to too. Yeah. I don't know. That's why it's so hard to talk about these things. Cause it's like, you genuinely won't understand unless you go through it. But like how, I guess, how do we communicate? How do we communicate these feelings like through words? But I think it's almost the way that you communicate it now is just through supporting others in like a genuine way you know like I think when you see someone that's going through something and like we've all been through our own battles it doesn't even have to be any type of chronic illness like we all have our own struggles I think when you see a person that's struggling like now versus what I used to think you know like very two different things and I didn't think that that was a thing and I think you truly can only understand a person from as deep as they've experienced things, you know, like someone's like most like awful experience that they've experienced might not even be on a scale to yours, but they feel it at possibly that level that you do, you know? And like, that's another hard thing. It's like perspective, baby. Like we all experience everything in such different waves and like levels of things yet they're all kind of the same you know they're just presented to us in different ways and how we are able to perceive them and react to them is what's actually like I guess the lesson of it all you know and like what what I feel like 
is the way to move forward with talking about these things because like some of the stuff you can't articulate and you will not be be able to articulate it to people who either haven't been through it or whatever but like at the same time we're all humans that's the one thing we know it's like we're all made out of the same stuff so it's like when we're talking to each other and seeing each other go through these hard things it's like your hard experiences should be the way that you've learn to empathize with other people I hope that made sense but like yeah no, it so <laughs> made sense and I resonate with that in so many ways like I do think that quote about like you're drowning in 10 feet of water or 10 inches and it's still all the mm-hmm. same like I feel like yeah it is all the same like it is I can be having a really hard week and maybe my like key words are like fear of cancer reoccurrence um Mm -hmm. like like chronic diarrhea from my medication all week um failed a test because I couldn't concentrate blah 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 blah. and then my friend is like like upset with her mom just went through a breakup yeah like all the things stuff like but it's all the same and that's what like a lot of my friends now which like I would too honestly are like Oh, they'll like state their problem and they're like, this probably sounds so stupid. Like, it doesn't even compare. I'm like, no, but it does. Like, it does. I've been there. I felt that. Like, it does compare. It is the same because I, sometimes I just wish there was ways to like easily quantify things, but like, yeah, it, but there's it, not. My <laughs> pain that week came to like a 10. Like, maybe yours came to like a 14. And it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. Like, your pain is your pain. Your heart is your heart. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's what happens. Um, yeah. And that's the other thing, like chronic illness, like TSW, cancer, mm-hmm. there are these like buzzwords that people think of. Yeah. And it's really just, <clears throat> I think like a more intense human experience that people don't, people don't experience in mm-hmm. that short of time. Um, and yet like, I don't know. People think it's like some like far away. Yeah, mystical it's not. Friend. And sometimes, sometimes it feels like it is because mm-hmm. you're like, I am yeah. feeling these physical sensations that no one mm-hmm. will ever feel, ever I understand. Feel- yeah, yeah. But um, but at the end of the day, it really is um, the same. All thing. the same. Yeah. And so, like, I I hope that people listening to this, if they haven't experienced a chronic disease if they haven't been through something that they feel like is crazy or is a buzzword like I hope it feels your pain is justified yeah your pain is justified it's all applicable like Uh (laughs) uh-huh that's so deep we got so deep on this pod oh my goodness um I guess well the last thing we'll get into is your top adulting tip you're you're the first guest to give your adulting tip so hopefully you've thought about this a little (laughs) I have I have two Nice. My Let's top go. adulting tips are a little bit surface level, but do they work? The first one is has been studied, has been spoken about. None of these are new, but is to make your bed every morning. I think mm. direct correlation to um, like how your day is going to be, I guess. And it's just for me. I'm a big, this actually plays into my second point, which is making lists, but it plays into like a little feeling of like, I did this, like I got this mm-hmm. done. And it's a yeah. nice way to feel like in control and maybe productive, even though that's not the goal of adulting. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
making my bed sets me up right for the day. And then my second one Mm -hmm. is making lists. That helps me, even if it's a list that's really vague and it has to do with like, how am I feeling? Like naming certain emotions or just like, okay, I need to get this done in RIT 340 and then I need to talk to my manager about this, blah, blah, blah. But um, a list helps with organization and it's a really good way to like lay out what feels messy in the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I 1000% agree. I'm a list girl. My notion stays uh, listed up 24-7. Um, I feel like the whole making your bed thing is just, it's almost like, it's almost just like a ritual. Like you do that every day and it just carries you into that energy. And when I have piles of skin in my bed, like I, I have a longer make your bed routine when I'm vacuuming it up every single day. But like, still something that I try to do but like in the way that I can do it best you know and it's not about being perfect just more so about having that thing that is almost like for you like for making up your bed you know um and as far as the list thing goes I I think especially because again like we're both I can tell we're somewhat type a people like we want to get things done and all that stuff so when it comes to like making lists that's how we feel normal and regulated but it sucks because like I feel like sometimes I make a list and it's like oh I didn't complete it all but like my partner definitely like reminds me like Jada if you get one thing done every single day that is good (laughs) that is great especially because you're not at your 100% you're at your 50 so write that list so that you have a gauge of what you kind of want to do so you're not just aimlessly you know going through all the things in your mind that you have to do and you kind of have a place to put it down but if you don't get it all done that is okay because like your girl will make a list and it has like 15 things on it and it's like was that really productive or are you just like throwing all that stuff down there you know I think prioritizing the things that you do have to get done is important but like if you don't get everything done on that list like that's okay you know but I think making that actual list though is like first step to moving forward and it's all about taking tiny actionable steps versus like doing the big thing you know all in one all in one go (laughs) absolutely yeah that's that oh my gosh miss miranda this was such a lovely episode to have as my first guest back thank you so so much for this conversation i am forever grateful forever grateful um yeah if you guys want to follow miranda shout out your shout out your ig my ig is miranda.mckeon i believe it's my perfect name. amazing um, I- yeah Thank you so much for having me on, Jada. This was a lovely start to my morning, and I feel like all these conversations are a way to heal and a way to human. Um, This was high-key adult. This was high-key human. (laughs) Yes. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful. There's my gratitude for the day. Me too. Me too. So grateful. Like I was so like into this conversation. I didn't even really think about like itching my body or anything, which is crazy because like sometimes I can't go a minute without doing it, you know? So thank you so much. This is amazing. And yeah, hopefully you'll be back on soon.